Um, no, I'm saying like the episode. We can't just go full face. In. Yo. Yeah, we can. <laughs> this is true. Yeah, we can. You just fade us in, nigga. Like so. Um. First and foremost, I got the vaccine. I got the vaccine today. First oh yeah, one. you did get the vaccine. So I may be a little groggy. I, I don't know what's gonna happen. That's that's just a warning in general. Um, yeah, it's about to get real. Or am I not? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'm just I don't know. Like I, I don't know how my body's gonna react to it. Not that it's gonna be a bad thing or anything. It's just I mean you've had vaccines before. I don't Yeah, but Well, I I wanna know why everybody's so nervous about this one. Like people have taken the flu vaccine, we've taken tetanus shots, we've taken measles, mumps, rubella, we've taken you know what I'm saying? We, we... But those have years of practice. This was pretty <clears throat> quick. And then like the thing that made me nervous is after I took it and they handed me all this paperwork and they were like I mean, it's not FDA approved officially. <laughs> and I was like, wait, what? They're like, I mean, because it was an emergency thing. Right. It was like, I mean, y'all could have made that more evident before I injected that shit in my fucking arm. Yeah. And then so I was just like, what the fuck? But I mean, it, get vaccinated. Yeah. I'm not saying don't get vaccinated. I'm just saying. I'm not, I don't think I'm going to die or anything. Let me just say it like that. I mean, the thing about it is, it's like, even the vaccines that have been around for years, you still never know how your body's going to react. Right. So. I've never had a bad flu shot reaction, but you never know. I've never had a flu shot. I've had probably six or seven. I've also never had the flu, so... After I got the flu, I was like, never again, David. <laughs> never again. I will put whatever in my body I need to to make sure I don't have to have this anymore. Yeah. So, I mean, I was almost the same thing as coronavirus. I was like, I never, I don't even want to test that water. Yeah, no, I feel you. But, yeah, I got the Pfizer gang gang. We're going to be <laughs> repping our sets. Be like, yo, nigga, what sets you rep? <laughs> Johnson you got that Moderna or no? <laughs> Yeah, I'm uh, I'm away for the one hitter quitter. Hey, it is what it is, bro. It, I mean, after like the first time, like, and I know that the second time is going to be the one. I think that's the thing I'm nervous about. That He's second one, go a second time. My dad, he kicked his ass. Really, like wiped him out. He called in sick to work. Oh shit! And if you know Dennis Wood Senior. He don't call in sick. He don't call in This nigga had a stroke at with work. <laughs> oh, shit. I didn't know your dad had a stroke. Yeah. He had a stroke. Uh, I was still in an apartment. So, I guess three years ago. But, nah. She didn't have any bad reactions. Uh, I think she... She said her arm was sore. That's all she was. Mm-hmm. Like, she had to put the heating pad on her arm. Oh, wow. That sounds like some serious soreness. Like, it's it's not as bad as, like, that first 20, 30 minutes. Whew. I mean, I really don't hear about shot soreness until, like, the next day, though, too. This thing was hitting as soon as it got my arm. I felt like uh, Thanos when he got one of them, uh, 
to the infinity stones. And he just reached back and was like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> like, nigga, I've been vaccinated. I wonder how I'm going to do. I hate getting shots. Me too. That's the other thing. She pulled that needle out. They were, I was like, Jesus. And she pulled my uh, sleeve up. And she's like, oh, I like your cassette tape. And I was like, cassette tape? Oh, yeah, I do have a tattoo of a cassette tape on my arm. You were out of it. I was like in the zone, like, like, yo. Just give it to me. Get it over with. When you start forgetting the tattoos on your body, (laughs) you know how nervous you got me? I shower every day and see that tattoo. Anxiety. (laughs) Through the roof. Ooh, yeah, nah. I'm going to be. I'm definitely a look away person when it comes to getting shots. Yeah, I had to. It wasn't. No, it wasn't gonna happen any other way. Mm-mm. I was gonna chicken myself out of it. <laughs> yeah, nah. And then uh, I had texted her when I was going in because she had texted me when I was driving there, and I was like, "She's like, how is your day going?" I was like, "I'm about to get this shot." And then by the time like I sat down, they got me in quick. Yeah. So like. Like old girl was prepping the needle, and I felt my phone go off. I was like, "That's who I think it is." And then I got that shot. And I looked. She was like, "You got this," and I was like, "They literally just put that in my arm as soon as he texted me, bro." <laughs> yeah, they they probably ain't playing no games, trying to get people in and out. Like I got there early too. Was it like waiting? I got people? there. Uh, no, like they were letting people in. They were putting people, of course, socially distanced. Like a couple came in, they would sit them next to each other in one lane, put some more people in another lane. Mm. They had when everybody else starts getting vaccinated, they gonna have that shit. It was low key dope. I was like, okay, this is efficient. But it was also weird because they had tons of police out. Really. Yeah, probably for same same thing that happens with like <clears throat> Planned Parenthood people outside and yeah, I didn't see anybody protesting anti vaxxers but yeah, it was co- it was it was a good bit of cops out there hmm. inside and outside. Yeah, I wouldn't have expected that. That was the that was the weird thing because as I started getting closer to the thing. I started seeing more and more cops. And I'm used to seeing cops because I work around cops. But I was like, why is there so many cops out? Yeah. And then it dawned on me, it was like, oh, some people may get mad about this. Mm-hmm. But it was just weird. It's very few times that I think about I'm in Alabama. Yeah. And it's a red state. Yeah, still. Oh, Lord. But- <laughs> Sweet home Alabama. But yeah. Congested. I was hoping it wasn't going to come across on the mic, but it definitely is. (laughs) The fucking weather been kicking my ass. My sinuses don't know what to do. Now we, it feels like we're about to get another cold front. Yeah. Because of the storm from yesterday, which always happens. Like, as soon as we think spring has sprung, like, nigga, break the shorts out. What the? What in the world, bro? <laughs> is it connect? Is it hooked up? Yeah, it's hooked up to this, but it's not coming on. It's delayed. It must be something up with this port. Well, if I take it out and come on, you oh, go right out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Hell, nah. 
I will jet. <laughs> I will hop through that fucking window. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, this weather's crazy. Another day in Alabama. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the storm didn't do what we thought it was going to do, which is good. Good. Very good. Because a lot of people were very nervous, including myself. I left work. I was like, after that second time, everything blew out. They were just like, everybody was panicking, even the managers. And they were just like, okay, like everybody just calm down. Y'all just, you know, sit tight till we figure out what we're going to do with y'all. Y'all, y'all can go ahead and go on another break. And I was like, they giving niggas multiple breaks. I'm going to go. <laughs> um, so, yeah, good thing it wasn't as severe yeah. as we expected. Now, what I'm nervous about is April because that's when that's the season. But the other thing that was making me nervous was everybody was talking about this was like, they were like, it might be 2011. And if you know anything about 2011, here is when. We didn't have power for five days. Yeah. Some people longer. Yeah. Um, so I was talking to a certain person. She was like, why is everybody so nervous? Like, like, bro, you don't understand what it was like in 2011. Mm-hmm. That PTSD is real. Yeah. And I was like, I couldn't eat barbecue for months. Yeah, because <laughs> that's all I ate for a whole week. I hated barbecue for like, I, I think that summer I didn't eat any barbecue, mm. which is wild because my dad be grilling nonstop in the mm. summer. I was not having it. I was like, <laughs> I see that chart, uh, chicken, and be like, <laughs> <laughs> pissed, darkness. <laughs> <laughs> also, I got mad drunk during that, even in the dark, because we were over here because Chance abandoned the house. So it was just Cody, uh, Cody's uh, boyfriend at the time. It was me, my brother, and DeAndre Baker. Mm. And we were just chilling out here at Spy Guy. And I was just getting hammered. What a time. To be alive. <laughs> Y'all was, used to have a lot of fucking storm parties. We did. That was, that was so fun. That's why it was funny when, like... Uh, when the pandemic first started, we were like, man, can you imagine quarantining with Chance? <laughs> no. That shit would have been lit until it wasn't. <laughs> nah. But yeah, we used to have those uh, adult sleepovers used to be dope as fuck. For sure. Like, it would, like, it would just be bodies everywhere here. Just pass out. And everybody would be cool. Ain't nobody gonna fuck with nobody. And it's just like, man, we had like a, like a real life adult childhood too, where we could have slumber parties and get fucked up. Yeah, it was like it was lit. That that mix <laughs> between some childhood elements and right, some quasi adult elements. Yeah, right, your new adult habits. Like we thought we were adults, <clears throat> but looking back, no, we were just big ass kids, fucking babies. It was the best though. <laughs> no, wonder, no wonder our parents used to worry about us so much. I know. I feel like let me guess y'all going to Chance's house today. We were young and dumb. Yeah, every time I came home, I'm going to Chance's house. Where's Chance's house? <laughs> up the street. <laughs> I'm just going up the street. Don't be going too far. You're gonna be drinking. 
I'm gonna be drinking, and it ain't too far. But I'm just going up the street. <laughs> also, it'll be so many people here. You could literally like, if you wanted to leave your car here back then, you could leave it and come get it. Mm. I used to do that shit all the time. But man, bro, you gotta take me back, Jesus. I was yeah. like, get my car. Yeah, <laughs> we wound up at Colton's house or somebody else's house. Reckless. I know that's crazy. It's weird. I was thinking about. I've been thinking about a lot of people lately, yeah. but this is around the time that. Uh, you remember Chance's old roommate Rob? But he went to A and M with us. That's he me. was a roommate in this house. Mm-hmm. Is that room? It was after Cody moved out. He moved in. Mm-mm. That room is always a mystery to me. I don't. I've never been in there. Really? It's cool. No, it's, <laughs> it's like it's always this room. Yeah, it was a bed in here. I used to pass out in here. Mm-hmm. I'm sure a lot of people used to be in here. Yeah, it was. It was a bed. This was the room I always slept into. That room is bigger than this room. Mm. I actually thought about making that room the studio thing. Still might switch it up. This depends. Because I might have more rooms so we can set up a video thing in there too. Mm, yeah. That's smart thinking. Okay, so this week, uh, we're gonna start with something like lighter, even though it's not light. This week, because <laughs> this week has been weakened, uh, there was a video. That was leaked of a certain gospel superstar, <laughs> legendary, iconic gospel superstar. Um, so yeah, a certain gospel superstar named Kirk Franklin, aka the Goat. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that song stuck in my head? What song? This old ass Dandy Kane song. Don't know what can't look at you when you're thinking of me. Don't know what to do when you're thinking You made me say, ooh, ah, ooh. I'm gonna be all the way honest. That is one of my music holes. I never was into like the Danny Kane Day 26 orbit. Danny Kane had some hits. I wasn't really fucking with Day 26 like that for real. Like, I could enjoy them on the show, but I wasn't, like, into them after the show. Now, I did listen to, what was that Diddy project with Dawn? Was it Last Train to Paris? Mm-hmm. That was jumping. I don't even think I got into that. That was For some reason, I haven't really been able to get into her stuff either. I don't know what it is. I like her stuff. I like her solo stuff, too. But yeah, that uh, that last train to Paris album was lit. I rem- all I remember is what do I remember from last train to Paris? Last night was that? I was gonna say was that last night song? Wasn't Keisha Cole on that? Didn't have an answer. answer. Had to call. 
And then, and then what's that? That one. What's that song that Diddy stole from Jake Cole? <laughs> Which one? It was uh. Last night. Yeah, no, I couldn't get into that. What is it? Coming home. J. Cole wrote that. I have to hear it. I'm coming home. Coming home. Oh. Tell the world that I'm coming home. It was written by J. Cole, Jay-Z, Alex the Kid, and Skylar Gray. Hmm. That is a fucking murderer's row of fucking writers. It's a lineup. If I ever heard one. Um Kurt Franklin. <laughs> uh, um fuck. What what are your thoughts? Okay. Um so Kurt Franklin got caught cussing at his adult son that they keep telling us is 33. Yeah. <laughs> or almost 33. Everybody wants to make us aware that this is a grown man that he's cursing out. Mm-hmm. Even though that grown man is also his son that he raised. Even though that grown man is also cursing. Yes. So. All right. The sides that people have chosen for it. Like, we're not going to play the clip because, I mean, everybody's. Yeah. I feel like everybody's listening to the clip. More than likely. But the sides that everybody has chosen, no side is like people are trying to do this black and white dichotomy, and mm-hmm. you can't do that with this because I agree everybody's wrong. I agree. So, like on one hand, you had the people who have just been like, you know what, I may be called toxic by you soft ass uh, millennials. But this is how I was raised. Mm-hmm. And it's also the weird side of people. I would say it like this. My parents don't curse. They damn sure have never cursed at us. Not judge anybody that it has happened to. But <laughs> so the idea of parents cursing at me is so foreign to me. That I can't make sense of that. Mm. But at the same time, because my parents have never cursed at me, I would never, ever curse at either one of my parents. Same. I have cursed in front of my parents and I've had to apologize. Same. Because my, like the last time I cussed in front of my dad, he looked like he wanted to punch me in the fucking (laughs) face. And I was like, you know what? Things have gotten a little out of hand. It was another family argument. I wasn't cursing at my parents, but they had to check me real quick. And I, I can admit I when I'm wrong. So that, that whole idea is so foreign to me. And people were just like, you know, so y'all never got cussed by your kid, by your parents. I know y'all lying. No, Mm -hmm. no. Have my parents done stuff that I feel like was inappropriate and, like getting beat or talking to me a certain kind of way that uh, introduced a level of fear that was unhealthy. Yes. But they have never cursed at me. And I'm not a liar for saying that they haven't cursed at me. I'm not saying I'm better because they never cursed at me because they did other fucked up shit. (laughs) But 
that part of it is so foreign to me that some of y'all are just used to like parents cursing at you. Mm-hmm. That's also why toxicity. That's also why certain role uh, people in positions of power can't just curse at me. You're not going to curse at me. If the people that brought me into earth and beat me my whole don't life curse won't curse at me, I will not accept that from you. I don't give a fuck who the fuck you think you are. <laughs> Let that just be known. <laughs> For any motherfucker listening, if y'all ever cursing me, we gonna have fucking problems. I curse because I'm with my nigga. You meant that. He meant I wish y'all could have seen this nigga's face. I'm dead ass about that shit. <laughs> I don't fucking super fuck dead ass. That is like I am a peaceful motherfucker. You start cursing at me. Like cursing at me, not saying, yo, this motherfucker, none of that shit. Mm-hmm. Come at me wrong and I will fight you. Mm, I have been there. <laughs> so, like, that part of it, on either side of it, is inexcusable. Cursing at your parents or parents cursing at you. Mm-hmm. I don't agree with that shit in any kind of way. Yeah. But the I don't like the way that we just revel in. Toxicity with our parents, mm-hmm. like ah, I remember I got my ass beat. Like I don't, I don't like that shit no more. It's funny at times, yeah. But I think that's just one of those laugh at your pain type situations. Laugh, laugh to keep from crying, crying. bullshit. Like, <laughs> but we got to be the generation to stop some of this, and we can't just keep saying somebody's soft if they don't want to mm-hmm. do some of the toxic shit. Spanking, I mean, I don't have an issue with spanking. I probably, I wouldn't, wouldn't be my first line of defense. <laughs> it, hopefully. I don't know what happened to my parent. That's another thing. But I know, all right, I'll say it like this. I have no issue with spanking, but if you beating somebody because you mad, that's different from spanking to yeah. me. Yeah. That's your emotions getting and you're making that seem acceptable. Mm. And hitting somebody when you're mad is not acceptable. I agree. But I have had to work through my own issues and my own anger. So that is something I've come out with on the other side. (laughs) (laughs) Also, being able to have a dog where you're like, I'm not going to beat this motherfucker, even though he gets on my fucking nerves. I was going to say, that ought to be enough training and patience Required for all of that Yeah Like When that shit happened I'd be like Bruh I, I either put that nigga In his crate And be like I gotta be left alone I'm, yeah. I'm gonna kick this motherfucker You just be You just be right here It's just like we <laughs> I'm gonna were, go do me Without you for a like, little bit Like when we were Eating earlier I put that nigga Like nigga You know what the fuck You did <laughs> You can't be out Doing that not comparing that to raising kids, but it's helped me with my anger. Yeah. Because it's different when it's an animal that really can't speak your language. Or really understand. Defend themselves too much. Right. So so I would never hit my animal. Mm-hmm. And if I want to do that to an animal, I want to do it to a human. I agree. But that's just me. Not saying anybody... Hey, we all we all arrive at different points of life from different, different things. Yep. But yeah. How did you feel about it? 
So I don't even really want to say that I was shocked because I wasn't. Um, I think I more so want to respond to a lot of other people's responses than the actual thing. But I felt like it was just a regular heated argument um, between a father and his adult almost 33-year-old son since <laughs> everybody liked to push that down our throats. Um, I can't take a side because we just don't know enough. Like I think that's the main part that's been getting on my nerves with this whole thing is people trying to take sides. Um, another thing that I didn't like or that was weird to me was Kirk immediately hopping on social to apologize to us i just didn't think that that was necessary like first of all we didn't have no business in this shit you don't have to apologize to us but that's damage control that's yeah that's media shit damage control is sometimes frivolous though but is it really frivolous yeah because he wasn't he wasn't cussing us out he wasn't Cussing a random stranger out for no reason or he wasn't you know what I'm saying? This 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 is a private family matter that he got exposed for unknowingly. You know what I'm saying? Like there was no he didn't know that he was being recorded. He didn't know that his son was then gonna upload the recording. So it's just like I'm not calling him the victim, but he didn't have anything to apologize to us for, I don't think. I was on that side at first, but then I started thinking that could trigger a lot of people. I mean, I get it. I get your so you're wanting to make sure that you hold on to your base and save face because you're a celebrity and you're well known and you have a certain reputation. But at the same time, I just still feel like that apology to us. So this is my thing. <laughs> To the people that are like just super shocked or super hurt or I haven't seen many people a lot of black people ain't super shocked about that shit. That's I mean, we've I've, seen I've seen I've seen a good bit of people being like, you know, um it's toxic. <laughs> not even that, but just like on the side of of carry on and and kind of talking trash about Kirk and and I feel like people inject themselves into whatever role. It's just like when we were watching that Ricky Smiley thing and he got into the role of mm-hmm. these ungrateful kids. Blah blah blah. That's what I've seen a lot of. But what I was gonna say is on the apology tip is the only reason why. A lot of people felt like an apology was warranted or necessary or felt more at ease after he apologizes because those people have put not just Kirk, but other celebrities, but and especially other Christian celebrities on a certain pedestal. And that's what we got to stop doing, especially within the church. Like, I feel like it's very important to remember that people are people and remember that people go through real life situations no matter 
what their title is or what their status is within the church or or religious community. Now, do we look to people like that as an example and you know what I'm saying as a certain pillar of godliness or Christianity? Sure. But to the people that wanted to just kind of like talk trash about Kirk, it's just unfair because we don't know what happened on the other side of the 33 seconds that we were allowed to hear. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, I don't, I'm not taking sides in this issue at all, but I don't look at Kirk any differently. I don't think that, I don't think that he should, he needed to apologize to us. I think as long as, as long as he knows that he was, making strides to make things better with his son after the fact, that's really all that matters. Like apologizing to us is like, I don't want to say invasive, but it's just, it's, it's just oversharing like this whole, this whole thing. <laughs> that's why I don't have an issue with the apology. Cause it's all oversharing. Yeah, no, but, I don't have an issue with it. I just don't think it's necessary. I, I feel you. My only thing is, like, from my standpoint, I'm not one of those people to where musicians, whether Christian or not, are people. I understand that everybody's not perfect. Everybody has flaws and everything like that. I understand that going into everything. So a video of Kirk Franklin Cousin actually makes the most sense out of anything that's ever happened. (laughs) Of course, Kirk Franklin cusses. <laughs> like, it's Clyde's brother. What you mean? Right. They from the same tribe. <laughs> you know, you know, Kirk. Yeah. You can't. He listens to so much other music. You know, he got to cuss. And plus, I feel like we've been around enough cussing pastors and sinning musicians. <laughs> cussing, cussing Christians and sinning musicians. Exactly. That's the, that's the episode title. My my thing though, as far as I what I don't feel like, not I'm not gonna say I felt like he had to apologize because he ain't got to do anything except for stay black and die at this point. He's Kirk Franklin, but he is on a different wave from a lot of the other black Christian leaders when they get called to the carpet for stuff. He's part of that new generation to where it's more openness. It's just like uh gonna edit some of it. Um overheard a conversation with some relatives <laughs> where they were discussing this incident and they were talking about Creflo Dollar when he uh when his daughter snuck out or something mm. and she snuck back in and he uh he uh whipped her and then people had a problem with that. And he was like, no, I'm not going to apologize because blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. That's the old school way of doing it. And that triggers a lot of people. So Kirk Franklin that came out was just like, I'm not going to apologize because I was right, blah, blah, blah. You can't do it that way. I don't even think he had to do that. I just think he should have just went on about his business. He couldn't do that at that point. It was too big. Yeah. He had to address it. So the only way he could address it responsibly was the way he did it. 
I feel like it should have been. I don't know. Because I, I just don't agree. Because to me, if he had came out and was just like, I'm not going to apologize, I would never listen to Kurt Franklin shit again. No, I'm not saying that he he should have said that. I feel like it it should have been a uh not even just like a, there are things going on within my family. But I mean, he, he more or less did that. What you heard, you know what I'm saying, was obviously recorded unbeknownst to me. He did say that. And I'm human. That's what the little uh, Twitter video was about. That's that's all he did. I just don't agree with the I'm sorry. I want to apologize to all of my... I don't agree with that part. I just don't. I just feel like whatever happens within your family... Don't have but to if, be. But if we saw it, I don't. I don't think you have to apologize, like morally, but entertainment business wise, you kind of gotta say something. Yeah, I would. <laughs> I just don't agree. I, we just have to disagree. <laughs> I feel you, but I'm saying like, disagree. like, because to me, like, it's not about. It's not even about the moral standpoint. It's just about. It's just good business practice that is. Some shit like that gets out. You got to try to put some kind of. You can't just let it cook, because that's when you get. That's when you get roasted. When you just let it simmer, and then it goes all these different ways. He was gonna get roasted either way, though. Yeah, but you can you can kind of dampen it by admitting, be like, "Look, I'm not perfect." I just feel like in this day and age. Give it a month and we would have forgotten about it, whether apology or no apology. We're going to forget about it now. Yeah. But he didn't let it. If he had just done the, either the two ways of not saying anything at all, it would have came up the next time he had to do anything, any kind of interview or anything. And and I honestly feel like it would have exacerbated his interactions and his views more than anything. Like I, I just don't feel like it was going to make or break him and his career but no it wasn't it's not right now it's not i'm not arguing that i'm arguing that you gotta kind of do something like it like i'm trying to think if all right let's look at it like this by his son taking that conversation public Mm -hmm. he was a victim kirk was a victim of his privacy he don't need to apologize but as somebody who would be a victim, like as I can understand as somebody whose privacy was just like evaded that you would kind of want to have some kind of control over said situation. I'm just thinking of it as me. If somebody leaks some shit, I'm going to fucking talk about it because y'all going to talk about me regardless. So I might as well get my fucking two cents in this conversation and then go from there. I mean, I understand the need to put your two cents in, but I still don't understand the need to apologize. I feel like his son should have apologized. His son ain't going to apologize, though. So. But that's what I'm saying. Whether or not he is or isn't, what he should and shouldn't do are two different things. But I feel like... This is the most... His son ever. isn't going to say anything, but... But that's the thing. that It also leads to where Kirk looks like the bigger man. To a lot of people, and not to you, but to a lot of people, it looks like he's a big. I mean, man. I can I can see that. I'm just I'm just still saying that in this situation, Kirk was the victim. 
Yeah. Regardless of the words that he was using, regardless of the details of the conversation, yeah. Kirk was the victim. He should not have had to be the one to apologize for anything because he said what he said in the moment. And but we didn't hear the full context, so he has to allow he has to put some kind of context within it. I mean, we already knew the context that he gave. Though, some which of these was people are ignoring all the context is there. Though. That him and his son have been at odds for years. That was really the only context he could give us. But before he came out and said anything, it had already started trickling to where. So, like, they, people were trying to twist it to where. Kurt is just dogging the son out like this. And he's been dogging the son like out like this for 20 years. Yeah. Twisting I mean, his own words. Things have come out with him and his son, but like it's, it's simmered down though. We forgot about it until this happened again. So it's just like. It's different when you hear it though. Like when you hear it and you see it, it puts whatever things you may have had, floating, whatever ideas you may have had about it, it gives you a uh, a receipt. Some context. It doesn't give you full context. It just gives you a receipt to whatever. Not full, but it gives you more. It's it's added. Uh, it's exhibit B. <laughs> I do think this is funny that it's a hundred set of episodes, and this is as close to as arguing as we've ever got. <laughs> and it's not even. It, I, I understand completely where you're coming from. It's just, we're just on two separate sides of it. Yeah. See, guys, this is how you communicate with people. Yeah, and no, I just... <laughs> some of you Negroes need to learn how to do that shit. Learn to disagree. I honestly feel like he would have been completely okay if he said... Not even said anything. Or even if he had someone else come out and say for him... You know, this is unfair that this was put out, blah, blah, blah. This has been going on for years with me and my son. Y'all know we've been at odds. This is personal. This is a personal matter. But Kurt Franklin has always been an open book. I get Down to talking about having a sex addiction, porn addiction, everything. So it's on brand with him. I get it. So if if you could come out with your wife and talk about you... Have a sex addiction and porn addiction, all this stuff, and you're still supposed to be a pastor and all this other stuff. This is another day in the life of Kurt Franklin. I get it. It's just still on the saving face tip for me. I'm just I'm strictly looking at it from a victim standpoint, and I just feel like a victim should never have to be put in a place where they got to save their own face. But if that victim could be presented as also being the abuser, which can be. Even though we keep talking about like no they keep context. bringing up thirty three, that he's thirty three, he's a grown man. It's still him getting cussed out by his father. Now he was cussing at his father, but uh, yeah, it is what it is. He's a victim in this situation to me because once again, there is not enough context to know exactly what the conversation was about, what led to the conversation. What specifically has gone on between them for years? Why they've been at odds? Now, if we knew that, you know what I'm saying, he was verbally abusive on multiple occasions and his son has been, you know, not, 
I don't want to say not contributing to that because there's no reason for verbal abuse or any kind of abuse. But you know what I'm saying? Like if his son was always painted as innocent and, you know, he's always come out to be bullying his son and mistreating his son and then it would be a little bit different. But like I said, because this is a personal matter, like we just don't know enough to be able to say... Also, I mean, from like I could understand Curtis's point of view because I'm just one of those people that I I would understand why I couldn't be able to divorce myself from the situation. But no, I'm gonna go out and talk about it. It's my life. That's just that's one of those personal. I mean, things. I get I get that I get that <laughs> I get that we both part. Get, I, we both get each other's <laughs> parts. I'm just trying to make it to where. Everybody understands that it's just so many different sides. And the frustrating side is to see where the people, or not this situation, but the people who are just hard bent on whatever narrative they decided, that they're like, like the Ricky Smiley thing. Like these ungrateful kids. Yeah, Ricky Smiley took it too far. Talking about what we need to do is start giving our kids what we had and not what we didn't have. Like, what? That's not... The the dangerous part of the Ricky Smiley thing... How you progress. ...is it's tons of actually toxic parents out here who will use that to justify... Letting their kids be out here struggling, letting their kids be verbally abusing their kids, letting their kids starve, letting their kids... Like, no. It's just a slippery slope. That's a different argument from even the Kirk Franklin thing. I can understand because I was raised by a parent like that to where if you disrespect them, that's the ultimate disgrace. And if they have to kill you, they'll kill you. (laughs) Dead ass. Yeah, straight up. Like, and it's generational like that too. Oh yeah, I done had my head knocked in the next Tuesday a couple times. Right. <laughs> OG, 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 OG. <laughs> but yeah. Hey, I'm from a wild ass family. But anyway, yeah. Uh <laughs> So, yeah, disrespect in black Southern households is not tolerated, especially real-life disrespect, like calling your daddy a fuck nigga. Oh, yeah, no. <laughs> Jesus. Would never. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Maybe we couldn't even say but. Right. I couldn't say lie. I couldn't say darn. I couldn't say dang. Bro. Definitely not letting no fuck niggas fuck. No. First of all, I don't even think fuck nigga was in my vernacular until college. Recently. But um my <laughs> parents, my parents have niggas. cussed at me, but they have not cussed me out. Like, goddamn. <laughs> what the hell? Or, you know, get your ass to bed, but it ain't never been no I'm kill you nigga. I'm gonna beat you up yeah it ain't, it ain't never been none of that like niggas just get threatened by their parents that shit is wild to me but I mean at the same time I was getting threatened by my parents I mean it just wasn't you fuck nigga it right. was like I'm gonna get you right. well, I'm gonna tell you once right. 
I ain't gonna tell you again. Basically. Don't let me come in there and find it. Ooh. <laughs> Chile. Sheesh. Bruh. Oh, let's go. Let's take this. This is light trauma. We'll talk about. It is nothing worse than when your mama has not given you any instructions to where something is. Mm. And she tell you, don't make me come find it. Mm. And you are trying your hardest. You looking for blues clues. You looking for whatever <laughs> you can find to try to get whatever she's supposed to get before she can get up. And you're like, I can't find this shit. What the fuck? If I come in there and find it, I know some. And then like, at one time, I was just ah. I can't find it. Yeah, I can put. You have to whoop me. I don't know. Let me just go and take this L. Right. <laughs> and I think my mom saw the look of defeat in my eyes. She didn't whoop me. She didn't uh-huh. me. I know. I was like, whew. I was like, this poor boy. <laughs> this idiot. <laughs> I got a stupid son. It's the same look she gave me. She gave me a, uh, what's the, uh, the the high the heavy duty mask for COVID uh, the the ones that, yeah we the ones we couldn't find for a while so she got some so she gave me one and then uh, I was trying to figure out how to put it on <laughs> and then she looked at me she was like no baby no <laughs> and I was like my mom thinks I'm a fucking idiot. Because it was just a look of, oh my, I didn't raise this slow ass boy. He nah. don't know how to put this mask on. I don't think it's that. I think it's just your mom really does just like, just looks at you as her little boy. That's what she told me. I was like, how old <laughs> am I? Like in your eyes. In your like, eyes. Like, Still like seven. Five, right. <laughs> I was like, what was I like at seven? She was like, you were bad, but you you were mischievously funny. <laughs> I was like, so nothing's changed, <laughs> right? <laughs> Have you listened to the podcast, Mom? <laughs> Nothing has changed. <laughs> I'm pretty much the exact same version as who I was as a kid. I got away from it for a while, but now I'm like, I'm just adult version of DJ. I definitely am a completely different person. I think most people are. I'm just a weirdo. <laughs> I, I tried to be like other people so long that I lost myself. And then I had to find myself. I mean, yeah, I feel like that's a lot of people's journey, honestly. Especially once you hit your 20s and beyond. When you ain't got people like to impress every day. You can relax. Yeah. You're like, I don't even <laughs> like this shit. Yeah. Like, when I realized, I was like, man, I don't have to keep paying attention to sports. <laughs> man, fuck this shit. I don't right. I got to spend my whole Saturday watching. Right. I ain't oh, got to know statistics and stuff for arguments anymore. <laughs> man, I'm free. Man, because niggas be into that shit and, deep. And if you show that you don't know your shit, they going to pounce on you. Oh, for sure. That's why every day, like, I keep it. It's here. It's muscle memory. I can pull it out. Like, I can see what's going on and be like, nah, nah, this, 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 mm-hmm. just from playing. I don't even have the mental capacity to just be 
holding that information and regurgitating it at random. It's part of your genetic code. No, it's, <laughs> no, it's part of your socialized code of what makes you um, a quote-unquote man. Because the worst thing you could do as a man is try to talk about sports and not know what the fuck you talk about. Right. And then we gonna call you and I'm like, hold up. You know, that's why I don't talk about shit. <laughs> I just We're, be like, I'm just here so I don't get I am fined. a casual fan. <laughs> I enjoy sporting events and watching sports. Don't ask me no technical terms. Don't ask me no stats. Hell no. Nah. But yeah, <laughs> that shit could turn dark. <laughs> hey, it was other t- like Ugh. that's why. I, like, look, I had to get into my uh, full misogyny back. I mean, not misogyny back. My full masculine back. Be like, okay, we are at the barbershop right now. Mm. Barbershop talk is life, bro. The last time I was in the barbershop, I got in a hip hop conversation about who was better, uh, Jay Z and Nas, and I was out here looking like a god because I, I was just dropping. Like, this nigga does shit, like yeah, I do know my shit. <laughs> I bet it's like I have been waiting to get into <laughs> to this shit as a grown as a grown ass man in the barbershop. <laughs> I have been waiting. I feel comfortable enough now while I'll talk in the barbershop. I love talking in the barbershop. It's kind of weird as a woman, though. I bet. But, shit, I be talking. The other weird thing about, like, with women when, like, they like sports or considered masculine things, Mm -hmm. niggas be trying to test them. Mm -hmm. Like, niggas test each other. Yeah. Like, I think a lot, I think some women think of it as only, like, a, like, I'm trying to prove this woman wrong thing. We do that to niggas, too. It's just niggas have learned how to navigate male arguments. No, but it's definitely heightened for women. Oh, definitely. We love <laughs> men love to embarrass women. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> I was supposed to say, what is that about? But we don't have time to get into that. Not today. Not today. On the next episode. <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> I mean, going along this line um, Of men liking to embarrass women? Yeah Or sports Men liking to embarrass women Did you see the thing with Sweetie? Mm-mm I might put this clip in there did not. She was trending today. I love the crowd. <laughs> hold on, hold Niggas on, is hold fucking on, weird. This is recent. Yeah. In a well, it came out recent. Respects you. He loves you. He's doing everything he's supposed to. And he asked for a threesome. And you get to choose anyone in the world uh-huh. to bring home for you <clears throat> and him. Right. Anyone. Who would it be to give your man and you your dream threesome? Okay, Don't doing, lie. Don't he's doing you. everything right. Everything right. Everything right. Everything right. He's been a perfect gentleman for you. Right. Like, for the first time in your life, a nigga's doing everything to make all of y'all Shop- happy. Okay, so that shopping spree, that's... 
Good it's all of that. It's communication. Tongue in your butt. Picking up the phone while ring. Sucking your toes. Paying all your bills. Oh, my oh, God. Oh, wow. And okay. you want to make him happy, finally. Because he, you put him through hell. So a threesome, right? You put him through hell. A threesome, right, ladies? Right. I normally talk to men who are cultured, who's been around the world, who know a lot of people. Right. Um, it's so, on you, though. You yeah, yeah, no, 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 I understand that. But because he's doing everything right, I'm going to give him the honor of picking the nigga who we're going to have a threesome with. Oh! Yes, ma'am. <laughs> Bruh. That shit was hilarious. <laughs> because when that shit... She was trending a whole day. For that? Because niggas was like, man, no, bro. What's, like, blah, blah, blah. Like, and then, like, I started... Like, at first, I just started... Seeing guys being like, see, man, why the fuck, like, why would, I don't want to be with no nigga on no threesome, but she know that, blah, blah. like, just completely missing the point. Mm-hmm. And then slowly, I started seeing women, I got the point originally, but seeing women spell it out is where it made it funny. And they're just like, why do niggas just assume that women are just, Gonna automatically going to be attracted to other women. Yeah, or down for everything that they want to do. Right. And why would you get upset when a woman does the exact same thing to you? You're offended? Oh, yeah. Wonder how she feels. It's because men think they just have power over women inherently. Yes. You know, it's funny. Like, also, when I was thinking earlier, like, before, like, I was... I didn't tweet this because I'm like, I'm not catching hell from all these misogynist ass niggas today. <laughs> Don't need that on my plate. Uh, but I was just thinking, you know, I'll be as honest as possible. I've never been one of those people to be like, I want a threesome with two chicks. I've never. I've never desired a threesome. For my own selfish reasons, I have not. Like, just because. Two women? <laughs> <laughs> you gonna give me the responsibility of pleasure in two women? Two? Yeah, no. I, don't, I don't think I got Sounds it. Sounds like a handful, my guy. Right. I think if I focus on one, I could I could knock, <laughs> I could do that one. I don't think I could do two. And then plus, if like a woman had to choose between me and another, another woman, yeah. especially she find this shit, she'd be stupid to choose me. I don't want to be there to see that embarrassment. Like, be on the sidelines. Like, nigga, just, uh, just record the shit or whatever. <laughs> like, like, I don't want to see that shit. Like, I'm just not interested. I don't know. That's never been this one. I'm not one of those people. Yeah, me neither. And I think we try to normalize that to where people be like, oh, every guy wants a three. No, the fuck we don't. I think a lot of people try to normalize a lot of shit when it comes to men and women interacting in relationship spaces and dating and sex that just you like what you like but don't try to make it seem like this is something that everybody wants or that is right. the norm or the standard and then i saw one argument where this this uh this guy was just going on in this tangent and let me see if i can find it because it was the dumbest thing i've seen all day 
And I see a lot of stupid shit because I stay online. <laughs> Let me see if I can find it. Oh, I just remembered. I wanted to talk about um, this clip I saw of Kevin Hart speaking on some shit. Okay. Um, basically, the thing I saw where it was this guy where he was saying, I mean, like this girl, she laid it out. She was like, why do, why would guys assume that we're just down for whatever? And that we're just attracted to just everything that he would want us to be attracted to. And this dumbass nigga was like, I mean, y'all the ones be making up sexual orientations and all this other stuff. Arrow, Ace, all this other stuff. And I was thinking, you dumb fuck. Do you really think only women can be? Like, it was just one of those where you find the dumbest comment in the thread. And you're just like, that was fucking stupid. Like those things actually mean things to people. Be th- yeah. people this think is not just made be- up shit, right? People think just because they don't know the definition of something that is that's fake. made up. Yeah, yeah. Uh-uh. People always hate things that they don't understand. Yep, and that is we'll a go perfect out, example of that. And we'll go out of their way to show that they don't understand, and right. they don't realize why you're like you're fucking stupid. Mm-hmm. Like, wow, because I disagree? No, because you're fucking stupid. But what were you saying about Kevin Hart? <laughs> it's a completely different... Uh, yeah, let's go. <laughs> um, It just goes along with, like, a lot of these, I guess, like, motivational-type speeches that you see. Um, I don't know who he was sitting down with. But he was saying something like, um, I guess he was just trying to um, not necessarily motivate, but just talk about like his successes, I guess, and how he got to where he was at. And he was just saying things along the lines of, you know, every everything we started, we finish and... Um, there, you know, there was never failures, just lessons, and you know those. I like to call them internet parables, um, <laughs> but I just keep seeing like a circulation of these video of these type videos. There was another dude that was just like, um, if you want to be successful or you want to be wealthy, you have to learn to get up off your ass, and you know you can't be sleeping your regular hours you gotta like blah 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 most wealthy people in the beginning they didn't sleep they were grinding and hustling and blah blah blah. and I'm just like man you know what I'm sick of hearing people try to sell this like quote-unquote work ethic as the key when some of this shit this this that they're selling is work ethic is is bullshit to me because it's just like okay everything we started we finish cool good for you but I also want people to get comfortable in knowing that everything you start you might not finish because it might not be for you you might you know get 
to the middle of the road and decide this just ain't it. Or, you know what I'm saying? Your whole mindset or your whole trajectory has, has changed for whatever reason. Like maybe you get to 75% completion of whatever and you have another idea. And now you're like, no, I, I have a different way to approach this. Or now you're like, no, I have just a whole nother idea that's better than what I'm doing. Like, I want people to understand that success is not always just sticking to everything that you set out. Success to me is knowing when to hold them and knowing when to fold them. And I think you have to have, I think it takes a certain level of self-awareness, emotional intelligence, and just like, um, what is the word? Discernment to be successful. I, I, like, I, I just, I'm tired of this same shit being pushed all the time of just like, not necessarily don't quit, because obviously, but there are some things that are going to come in your life that you're going to have to let go of in order to be successful at something. Um, and I feel like a lot of people get that misconstrued. Like, maybe, you know what I'm saying? Maybe you're trying to rap and you've been trying to rap for the last 10 years and you haven't switched anything up. you just been doing the same shit, but you ain't getting nowhere. If you're not trying anything else... What are you really doing? You know what I'm saying? Like, but I think that matters also. Like, if you're specifically trying to chase a certain goal, like if you're, say, trying to rap and you've been rapping the same way for 10 years and you're not succeeding with it, but you still love rapping, you're dedicated to it, mm-hmm. you have to switch up within that. Right. But some people get on one kick and then just. Go to a whole nother kick. That, no, that's what that's what I mean. But I think some people are hardwired to quit when things get tough on anything. Mm-hmm. If you have the drive, you're gonna grind and work till you complete it any way it goes. Some people don't have that drive. And I think that's what they're trying to focus on the people who have that drive. Yeah, I get it. But I also just want to say that life is not linear totally and some shit you do just have to let go of in order to open doors for and it it might it could be the same fucking door maybe you let go of rap for a certain amount of time just to come back to it on another level like maybe you go from trying to be behind the mic to being a producer or you know what i'm saying like i just i just want i want everybody to quit pushing this like stop sleeping and and <laughs> you know you gotta put your blood sweat and tear like you literally gotta be fingertips bleeding when you write these lyrics like I just I'm tired of that like that, that's very toxic yeah montage video speech the rock, like dun, 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 right dun, dun. or uh the Eminem growing up you got mom's spaghetti <laughs> but uh <laughs> Like, I get get what you're saying. Um, I think part of that also is because people don't know how to vocalize in real ways the struggles they had to go through. 
So they use all these cliche bullshit ass. To simplify. You don't sleep at night. The whole, yeah, the process. Trying to simplify the process. And the reason why I said that, or the reason why I brought that up is because there's just been so many times where I personally have thought things were perfect for me that just ended up not being perfect for me. And I want people to know that that shit is okay too. Like, <laughs> yeah, to come to a real a realization that maybe everything that you thought was going to be a certain way might not pan out that way. And it might change your perspective. It might not. It might encourage you to go further. But I just want people to to stop. Like, Stop with the uh, cliche. Yeah. I'm sick of the cliche. <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm sick of people using that logic on workers. Yeah. That's where I have that issue. Where it's like, oh, I mean, how are you going to get money if you don't want to work 100 hours a week? Mm-hmm. Like, nigga. <laughs> There's got to be better ways than me showing up to this job for 100 hours. I will figure it out. And if you ain't trying to give me no raise on this shit, what am I busting my ass for? There's no way to move up. No, that was literally me when I was managing at Laura Mercier. Like, once I realized that I didn't really have much power, like I thought, I didn't really gain any control over anything, even though I had the title. Didn't really gain anything financially because my hours were being cut. I could see that there was literally nowhere for me to go because it was the type of company where there were people there that were long tenured in the corporate part. And the only way to get in that is for somebody to quit and waiting on somebody to quit. That old generation don't quit jobs the way we do. Right. And so that was something that I felt like I had to let go of because it wasn't, it wasn't serving me at all. It, right. it wasn't going to, I I just didn't see the end goal that I initially had in my head. Cause initially I was just like, you know, I really want to be core. I want to be on the corporate side of all this. But I was like, that's not realistic. Looking at all the people that have been in the, looking at all the people on the corporate side in these positions that have been there for 10, 15 years or longer. How the hell, especially if I'm on this, this, side of things where my supervisor basically hates me (laughs) like you know what I'm saying like I just didn't see I didn't see an out and now Belk is going bankrupt so I would have (laughs) been I don't don't know Um, it's just like a a not so wise old philosopher once told one of my best friends you a hoe about this work and he wasn't. He was also the boss of that friend, because he just kept wanting to work. He's like, "You a hoe about this work?" I mean, don't be a hoe about this work. Yeah, nah. Once I once I realized that I was busting my ass for nothing, I was just like, "Man, the worst is when you're high. You go put myself out there. I didn't. I didn't put a lot of personal information out. If y'all uh, ever want to talk." <laughs> My number is. <laughs> my number is. <laughs> my office hours are. Like, we going to take on, uh, we're going to be advisors. Yeah. Non-academic advisors. I wish. People don't be wanting to hear from us because we tried that. We need some uh, mentor. I mean, some mentees. 
Yeah. Like, look, good nigga. If I could go back, this what I would fucking do. <laughs> I said, I said, young nigga, up for success. Like, man, you just gotta change your whole outlook on this shit. You gotta look at it like this. I don't even think I could do that right now because I'm still. Hey, I can lead a nigga to the promised land. I'll just. <laughs> All niggas feel like they can leave. I'm still in the in the mix of in the wilderness. Ooh, I'm in the weeds, honey. <laughs> Late in the midnight hour, God's gonna work it out. <laughs> He's gonna work in your favor. Just you wait oh, and shit. see. Yeah, but nah, I just um, I want I want people to lean into their own, lean into your intuition. But that's why I say you need to be in tune with yourself. So that you know that when you do feel like something is or isn't what you need at the time, that you can rest in that and not have anxiety about it or not feel pressured to stick in a situation that is not really working out for you or, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. not something that you could see helping you down the road or anything like that. Like, I just feel like... And then so sometimes you're like... Sometimes you'll be in those points where you just gotta grind it out until that luck factor comes in. Yeah, that too. And that shit might be a year down the line, might be a couple years down the line, mm-hmm. but you gotta ride with whatever decision you make. Thanks. That's that's the part of it that I feel that shit like. Whatever decision you come down to, you gonna have to ride with it, and you got to be able to be like, I did what was best for me at the time. Mm-hmm. You gonna look back at times and be like, you wonder, but you just gotta trust yourself. Know yourself. Know thyself. Yeah, that's it, man. Um, not saying that Kevin Hart is not anybody worthy of listening to, because he definitely has a great story, great success story. But I just um, that was just an example. Also, it's a little different when you hear like, uh, like we kept joking on Thomas when he came. He's like, bro, I had a talent. It's a little different when you got a talent. If you have a legit talent, this is true. You can grind because you know your destiny is to is to live out this talent. That shit gonna work for people with talents. Mm. If you ain't got a talent and you just a regular everyday Joe working <laughs> on something, which is nothing wrong with, of course. Mm-hmm. But that whole you ain't gonna be able to sleep at night and all this stuff. Ain't gonna do them no. Don't be no hoe about this work. Yeah, Investing in your career is a different thing from being a hoe about this work. Right. <laughs> That's another thing too. Is like niggas think that just because they not sleeping at night that they doing something. And it's just like, like no, nah, nigga, you just got <laughs> you got sleep disorder. <laughs> <laughs> Nigga, you got sleep apnea, bro. You uh, <laughs> just waiting on a miracle to happen for no fucking reason out of nowhere. Like, I'll, I'll be sleep, nigga. Please. So, so you got one more topic or you good? Mm-mm, I gotta go. I'm crashing. Um, we'll say solidarity with our Asian American brothers, sisters, cousins. Um, they are definitely my cousins, right? 
Um, stop Asian hate. Hashtag stop Asian hate. We will talk about this next episode in greater detail. I'm still learning things. Same. So we're going to, I didn't want to just spring this on and it seemed forced or fake. Mm. I would actually, if anybody's listening and knows a, a well-versed person of Asian American descent that you think might be a good guest, hit us up in our DM and we can try to connect because I don't just don't want it. I don't want it to seem like one of those things to where I want to actually talk to get it from the actual horse's mouth. Right. And I want to try to bridge the gap because there there is definitely gaps. But I think there's also solidarity. So as far as this podcast, solidarity with our cousins, gang gang. Um in white supremacy. Fuck white supremacy. Fuck white supremacy for sure. And solidarity with all the peoples of the earth. That's it. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what to say. I didn't have any cool... Like, like, damn, that came out profound as fuck. I didn't have (laughs) anything cool to add. But yeah. So yeah. But for real though, if y'all know somebody... Try to link them with us. And we'll at least try to, you know, figure some shit out. Um, can't make no promises. Everybody ain't going to be able to get <laughs> up. We got a vibe. <laughs> but we are. De- I am definitely open to learn more. Because there's a lot I don't know. Yeah. I only know my struggle. Facts. That's why I haven't really shared much. Really, I've just been trying to stay away from anything and everything political for a little bit now um so yeah i i will say y'all need to watch what the fuck y'all be retweeting and passing on because y'all are passing on some messages that are preaching division mm. unknowingly because i saw a tweet today where somebody was like when nine people got gunned down in a church, where was the Asian community? Oh, yeah. I've I seen a lot of stuff like it's that. like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. That white people were in their feelings over that shit. That touched multiple groups of people. Mm-hmm. Y'all are not going to sit up here and revisit this shit and try to, make, try to justify why we shouldn't care about other people of color being killed. Mm-hmm. And harmed. Fuck that. Yeah, I seen a lot of that too. Which I knew it was coming. Yeah, and I, I refuse to play that bullshit. I will not oppress anybody else. It ain't gonna get you nowhere. No. But yeah. Dismantle the patriarchy. All power to all people. <laughs> Stop Asian hate. Black Lives Matter. Thanks for tuning in. You can find all of our links and merchandise at www.thesuburbanpodcast.com. You can also get your listens in on any of these streaming services, such as Google Play, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. Subscribe. Episodes come out every Friday.
Bing, bing, bing.